0: Before I read scripture and get into this, just a little reflection. I was sitting here during the prelude, and as the brass played in the bleak midwinter so incredibly beautifully, it just went through me. In our tradition, we talk about the good, the true, and the beautiful, and we reformed Presbyterians have privileged the good and the true a lot of the time. And we don't nearly as often talk about the beautiful. And I just want to say thank you for the beauty of this worship today. To take time to be with us on Christmas morning is a gift. We thank you. And John hiding behind the organ in such an unusual position. We are we are we are grateful. We have been so unbelievably blessed with the music of this church in these days, and I just thank you so much. Uh, I'm still not sure we're going to be on beat when it comes to the final hymn, but nevertheless, I'll put that out there. Our text this morning is one of my favorites. It comes from the book of Hebrew. Hebrews is not so much a book as a long sermon. But our passage is one of the four what are called high Christological hymns in the New Testament. You all know first John in the beginning was the Word of God. You know Philippians two, who's not in the same engine, but descended, right? will stand and say as our affirmation of faith, Colossians 1. And then this one that says who Jesus is. So turn with me, if you would, to the beginning of the book of Hebrews. Hear the word of God. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, through whom He also created the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory, the exact imprint, the icon in Greek, of God's very being. And He sustains all things by His powerful Word. When He had made purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he had inherited is more excellent than theirs for to which of the angels did God ever say you are my son today I have begotten you or again I will be his father and he will be my son and again when he brings the firstborn into the world he says let all God's angels worship him of the angels he says He makes his angels winds and his servants flames of fire. But of the sun, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. And the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We come this Christmas morning, you and me, as have pilgrims and disciples, the followers and the faithful from the first Christmas on. We come this Christmas day, we the confident, the curious, the conflicted, with our faith, our fears, our frustrations, our questions and queries, our joys and sorrows to hear again the word of hope that echoes down the tunnel of time, reverberating across the centuries, confirmed by our experience that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Maybe it was the snow or winter cold, but this year my thoughts are with those opening words of Dylan Thomas's A Child's Christmas in Wales. Do you remember them? One Christmas was so much like another in those years around the sea town corner, now and out of all sound except the distant speaking of the voices I sometimes hear a moment before sleep, that I can never remember whether it snowed for six days and nights when I was twelve, or whether it snowed for twelve days and twelve nights when I was six. Some years are like that, aren't they? They meld and shapeshift, and it's hard to distinguish one from another. But other years are distinct and memorable. A first year with a baby or a toddler. First year when you're not at home and maybe stuck on a Pacific island way across the sea. First year when the kids are grown and gone and don't come back, or if they do, they bring somebody with them the first year without a beloved grandparent or parent or spouse around the hearth and home or even a year like this when the polar vortex turned the sunny south into an igloo some years are different and distinct that's why christmas traditions are are helpful although they're fluid you sometimes grow out of the traditions When I was a boy, there was a game my sister and I would play around the Christmas tree. My Aunt Cleo lived in Bethesda, Maryland, and would mail up our gifts every year. Her pre-wrapped gifts were always a special source of curiosity for us. Being naturally inquisitive children, we would begin guessing what was in the package the day they arrived by post. Aunt Cleo was my dad's older brother's wife and was a 6th grade teacher for 50 years. She actually taught my dad when he was in 6th grade. But as my Uncle John died young, I only knew her as a widow, and she enjoyed traveling extensively with teacher friends over the summers. And unlike Ralphie's Aunt Clara, who convinced he's a 4-year-old girl and gives him the pan pink bunny onesie in a Christmas story, my Aunt Cleo knew how to give good gifts. Each year brought something personal and wonderful. So Gwen and I would first try to guess what it might be by the shape or size or the way it was wrapped. We might speculate trying to remember where her trail of postcards from the summer trips had taken her had it been to Spain or Germany, Switzerland or France or or back home to the family in Wales this year. Then one of us would, would pick the packages up and see whether it was heavy or light to see if it rattled or was solid. But the only way we ever could figure it out was finally get over it and unwrap the gift on Christmas morning. What Christmas morning gives us is God's gift in a present, and invites us to end our speculation about what God is like. We sometimes sing that beautiful hymn, immortal, invisible, God only wise, and light inaccessible hid from our eyes. It's a view of God's transcendent glory, radiant majesty, but wholly other and sometimes incomprehensible. Presbyterian author Frederick Beekner reminds us that all across the centuries and all through the Bible, God has tried to reveal God's self to us writes, God never seems to weary of trying to get across to us. Word after word, God tries in search of the right word. When creation itself doesn't seem to say it right, sun, moon, stars, and all, God tries flesh and blood. God tries saying it in Noah, but Noah was a drinking man. God tried to say it in Abraham, but Abraham was a little too Mesopotamian with all those wives and whiskers. God tried Moses, but Moses himself was trying too hard. Tried David, but David was too pretty for his own good. Toward the end of his rope, God tried saying it in John the Baptist with his locusts and honey and hellfire preaching, and you get the feeling that John might almost have worked except that he lacked something small but crucial, like a, a sense of the ridiculous or a balanced diet. So God tried once more. Jesus, the mock just, the exact word of God. The word became flesh, John said. Of all flesh, this flesh. Jesus as the word made flesh means take it or leave it. In this life, death, life, God finally managed to say what God is and what human is. It means just as your words have joined you in them, your breath, spirit, power, hiddenness. So Jesus has God in him. That's why the author of Hebrews means when he writes, in many and various ways, God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Christmas morning answers the question, what's in the package? The birth of Jesus allows us to know God. Since we have no capacity to wrap, send, shake, God unwraps the package for us and says, here's the gift. The English poet John Bateman draws our attention to what's in the package in these words from his poem, Advent. The time draws near the birth of Christ. A present that cannot be priced given 2,000 years ago, yet if God had not given so, he still would be a distant stranger and not the baby in the manger. Thanks be to God for such a gift and for a day like this where we can celebrate with song and friendship that remarkable gift to be called God's people to know the love of this one who came in fragile incarnation to show us what it means to be fully human as God intends. Thanks be to God. Amen.